All right, so we got a, a, a special catch up. Um, SNL just announced uh, some new members on, uh, into their cast, and uh, I think it hit my radar because one of them is um, Chinese American, mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. um, the first? Yes. The first Chinese, Chinese American uh, uh, as a full time cast member of SNL. Uh, huge deal. Shout out to him. Um, but what kind of overtook that was um, one of the other members that were that were added to the cast, uh, Shane Gillis. And what came out about Shane was a, a video of a podcast that he did in 2018, so not too long ago. And in it, um, he used, among uh, other things, um, uh, and, and they're talking about Chinatown and he used the word chinks and um, obviously that's a um, a racist term um, on par with, with the heavier, heavier racist terms for other nationalities and he ended up getting dropped from um, from the cast uh, and um, it's interesting a lot of a lot of reaction from both sides, uh, and and I think it hit both of our radars. So just wanted to see what you thought about it and and uh, talk that through. You know, it's interesting how uh, some of these old, uh, long-standing, they call them tropes, uh, attitudes, slogans, perspectives. Uh, we had talked earlier about uh, go back to where you came from. Right. You know, that's an old one. I mean, we've all been, uh, have had to deal with that one, and everybody has to deal with it unless they're an American Indian, because uh, we all came from somewhere else. And then this whole thing about chinks or uh, his narrative about Chinatown and whoever his partner is on his podcast, he was even worse. So I'm ambivalent, though, because on one hand, and looking at what he said and then also looking at some of his other comic routines, he approaches the whole uh, uh, white privilege uh, and the irony of that as a white guy. Um, I mean, Bill Burr's another example of that. Uh, some really funny stuff about being a white guy in this time of uh, woke culture and in times of uh, political correctness, etc. He tries to flip the script so he's the victim. And some of it's really funny. Uh, but this whole thing, for me, I'm ambivalent because on one hand, I mean, people have been making jokes about Asians in the media forever. You know, it takes different forms, different shapes, from white actors playing Asians, from taking and swapping out Asian characters in a book to be a white person in the book. Um, so those issues and comics talking about uh, Vietnamese women and their fingernail parlors, uh, using accents to talk about ordering Chinese food and how come they don't give you enough soy soft packets uh, when you order out and I don't know if these comics would ever end up on Saturday Night Live but on one hand it's great to see that people are pushing back you know that you can't just have a carte blanche and say anything about Asians, which in many ways has been the case 
you get away with a lot of negative stuff about Asians or innuendos about Asians. And some of it, like on all things, is real as well. You know, it's funny. It's uh, something that uh, can be talked about. I think the operative word is funny. It's got to be funny. His podcast, there wasn't funny anything funny about it. It wasn't like he was making a joke or trying to weave a funny story. It just was jinx and Chinatown and how it started and MSG and just a bunch of bullshit. So it's good to see people pushing back. But on the other hand, in terms of looking at the proportional response, this guy's going to get fired. Okay, in the zero tolerance era, you know, I think we have to be careful to make sure that we have a proportionate response to something that happens, that there's shades of gray. And there's some very sensitive things where people get triggered. I get it. But in terms of looking at the response, this cancellation cultures, they're now calling it. <coughs> Dave Chappelle has just done a, a big show on Netflix called Sticks and Stones, where he's being accused of being uh, insensitive to certain groups and, and folks that uh, he makes jokes about. Again, Bill Burr has done it in his most recent one called Paper Tiger. But the bottom line for me with Chappelle and Bill Burr is that they've been funny. They're funny. Uh, this guy hasn't been funny, so I don't know what all is going to be happening in the future. But I'm concerned about a proportional response. Um, they can't you have carte blanche and be able to say anything about Asians, API. Uh, we got to stop that. But there's got to be a proportional response. Well, well, what's been your take on this? I mean, I try, right, with with, with the... We're, I mean, people talk about cancel, can, you know, cancel, you know, culture. I mean, we're, I think we're in trigger culture. Everybody's so quick to make snap decisions, take the first, they don't even read the full headline, let alone get into the article and get context to what's going on, make that snap decision and let's go with it type of deal. So I try to have context to what, what's going on and you know, and you listen, it's, it's just bad. You know, A, like I don't, you know, I don't know, right, like, I don't go around saying the N-word in my natural vernacular and, and conversation, right? Like, so he could just plop out chinks is, is like, I don't know if that's part of his, you know, his shtick or if, you know. His regular vocabulary. Right, but that, and, and then the fact that it was bad, right? If he was funny, you know, oh, okay, right? This, this guy's pushing the envelope, but at least he's funny. Yeah. That, it was horrible. They're just a bunch of ja like two jackasses just going back and forth that were not funny and weren't making sense. Yeah. Um, but to me, I think what takes real what what's real leadership in 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 our world in our society in our community now is the ability to not to fight off the urge of that trigger and and that that cancel culture whatever it is and instead okay like what can we do to move on from this and the and and everybody can. Um, benefit from this, right? Like, what's what's the best possible solution um, 
with this situation versus just like snap decision, right? So, I mean, look at it. You have a Chinese Chinese American brother that's also part of this um, group that's being added to the cast. Use that platform, SNL platform, have him and this guy Shane sit down and talk about it. That'd be a great learning experience. It would be a great healing experience. And let him just talk it through, you know, like, let's let's talk it through. Let's, I don't want him to do community service, but I, I, it would be good for, for some healing perspective. Um, but on the flip side, when he comes out with this bullshit non-apology, I'm sorry if you got offended, uh, he definitely takes that, that um, victim stance. I see that and I'm like, all right, you didn't deserve it. A lot of times people, the way people deal with whether it's rejection, whether it's failure and even success, the way that they deal with it after that really speaks to their character mm-hmm. and speaks to their potential and, and what they deserve to me, right? So when, when somebody acts like that, I'm like, ah, fuck it. Like, good. You know, it, it's not worth our um, effort to prop you up for the good of everybody else. If you came back and was was real contrite, cool, man. We can talk about like getting you back in, um, you know, and not like me, but just in general. No, I I totally agree with you. Say that the issue is context. You know, in what context is he doing this? And a part of the context is you can get away with a lot of stuff if you're funny. Yep. This was not funny, and if he uses chinks on a day-to-day basis as a part of his vocabulary, then he's got a problem. Mm. He's got a problem. And the idea of him and the Chinese-American cast member sitting down and talking, it would be great if they did a bit, you know, a comedic bit about how he sees Chinese and how the Chinese-American comedian sees white people. You know, it's like that piece on Saturday Night Live Long time ago, I think it was Eddie Murphy, and uh, who was it? Eddie Murphy and the guy that would fall down all the time. And they used uh, uh, no, it wasn't Eddie Murphy. It was Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor and uh, that one of the original cast members. And one said, you know, uh, uh, hunky. The other one said spear chucker. And the other one went back and forth with the different words and, and names that people would call each other racist names until they got to the N-word. And then the N-word ended with, uh, uh, if he said the N-word, the word before Richard Pryor said hunky, and then if the guy said the N-word, then Richard Pryor said dead hunky. So, you know, it's a matter of gradations, but that 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 could be an interesting bit we need to laugh at some of this and expose it uh andrew yang i think his response was really thoughtful he looked into it and and said he didn't think he should lose his job but he wants to talk to him about it uh that could be a good learning example lesson learning lesson that uh, you're talking about uh, but like you said if he's an asshole and he's not contrite or, or he handles it, you know, the usual, I didn't mean to offend anybody. Right, you meant to offend people. Yeah. He was a shock value. I mean, that's the point. Your problem is that you weren't funny with it. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, then, maybe it's not worth the effort. But 
I'm ambivalent. It's important that we fight back when these issues come up, but we have to have a proportional response. The point you make is so critical that it has to be in context. What's the context? But bottom line, in terms of comedians, and David Chappelle's talking about it, Bill Burr's talking, all these people are talking about this woke culture or cancellation culture or whatever, is the conversation's got to happen. we got to talk these things out rather than just return to our respective corners and just talk to our own and preach to our own choirs. we got to talk to each other about this stuff so we can sort it out. I think that's why, like a lot, the uh, comedians in general really um, they get very um, not offended is the right word, but they're very protective of their own when it comes to comedy and the uh, ability to push boundaries and speak openly when it comes to their art and their craft um, because comedy is is supposed to address all types of issues but in the vein of being funny uh, and I think a lot of comedians see it as a, the ability to um, speak about these things and when they feel that their their um, ability to do that freely is infringed upon I think they'll, a lot of them push back against that um, and it's true but at the same time like you said you better be funny, because if you're not, it just sounds like you're being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Which is fair. He should own, I mean, just own up to it. Like, I mean, he kind, he a little bit alluded to it in his apology, but I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. At least be funny. Jeez. <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm sure it's not the, the last time, like, that this will happen, but... Um, I hope that people, you know, learn from it, right? How do we react to these things? How do we deal with it? Um, how on hit from his end or from the artist's end, like how they should approach it and um, do better. Yep. <laughs>